1: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be
0: a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Welcome
1: into Payoff Pitch, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 12th. Payoff Pitch Action Network's Baseball Betting Podcast, presented by BetMGM. Uh, with you every day during the MLB postseason, Brendan Glass, Senior, host with Action Network Senior Editor Colin Whitchurch and Action Network Senior Writer Sean Zarillo. You can find all of our picks from the podcast throughout the postseason by searching Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app. We are coming to you on a Wednesday, getting you set for two games, both in the National League, Phillies Braves. Padres Dodgers, off day in the American League, but even though there is an off day in the American League, there are lines posted over at, Bet- at BetMGM for the American League games already. That is a good way to transition. Sean Zarilla, we'll go to you first. You want to give us a look ahead for Thursday to encourage the people to get a line that you like now before that changes.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised this line didn't move more overnight. Maybe as we get closer to game time, it will. But the Yankees for game two against the Guardians, I think the price is short. I expected to be against Shane Bieber when the Yankees faced him in this series. Obviously had a phenomenal start on national TV against the Rays, who kept flailing at his sliders and cutters outside of the zone. The Yankees will not chase as much as the Rays do. The Rays seemingly did not have a game plan against any of the Guardians pitchers. They were just kind of swinging as hard as they could and hoping they home runs. Which they did once, and then did not for the remainder of those two games. But Bieber's 17 whiffs on his cutter and slider in that start against the Rays. A lot of those pitches that I said were not in the strike zone. The real key here, though, for this matchup, is the fact that the Guardians are facing a lefty, and they had fairly dramatic splits in the regular season, above average against right-handed pitching, four percent better than league average, 11th overall in terms of weighted runs created plus but they dropped to 27th against lefties and were 16% below average. That's a 20% differential. Yankees hit twice the amount of home runs they did during the regular season. They play better defense against the team who relies on getting singles, taking extra bases, going first to third. So overall, I think this series is a bad matchup for the Guardians against a great defensive team. I bet the Yankees around minus 130 in both halves. I like their full game money line to minus 139, and I show a larger edge On their first five line, I like that up to minus 156 against the lefty for the first five innings. So, Yankees for game two, definitely going to be a bet for me in both halves. I'll probably end up having more on the first five line.
1: Okay, and Sean was on this last night, saw it in the action app, but uh, yeah, this is moving, folks. So, if you like the Yankees in this series, um, best to jump on it now While you're listening to this podcast, whenever that is the case and uh, move on it, because there there is movement towards New York. And yes, the feisty guardians putting the ball in play that that only takes you so far against this ball club. That's what it feels like. So that's one of Zerillo's best bets. Colin, how about how about a best bet that you've got on your mind? I would guess this one could be tonight.
3: Yeah, I just want to say first that I one of the amazing things about the action app is, is Sean and I weren't even talking last night. And I got an app notification that said that he was betting Yankees for Thursday. Hopped on, bet it right away before the line moves. So getting having that app, getting those notifications for for top experts like Sean is completely game changing from a better's perspective. I was on it with Sean as well. Thanks to his heads up. As far as my best bet for today, I am sticking with today. And it will be a little teaser to give you an idea of where I'm going on Phillies Braves, which we're going to talk about a little later. And it is a strikeout total on that game for one Zach Wheeler. It's actually interesting about 30 minutes before we started recording, looking at the lines here at BetMGM and Zach Wheeler's strikeout total was sitting at five and a half with the over at plus money. And that was my best bet of the day. I still love the over on Wheeler's strikeout total. However, since about 30 minutes ago, they have moved that down to four and a half with the over juice to minus 160. I still am going to bet that because I love Wheeler today against these Atlanta bets. Wheeler had six plus strikeouts in 16 of his 26 starts this season. He faced Atlanta three times and those three starts, he struck out 10, eight, and seven. Not all of those are early in the year either. That seven strikeout performance came in early August after the trade deadline dust had settled more or less the rosters that we see in the playoffs today. And down the stretch, I I think the worry with Wheeler is that, you know, he came back from injury late in the season. He had a couple of low strikeout totals when the Phillies were managing his workload. However, despite all that, he still had six or more strikeouts in four of his seven starts down the stretch action labs loves this prop today they project him at 6.74 strikeouts as I mentioned the line is moving if you can get over five and a half at plus money that is my recommended bet however at bet MGM right now over four and a half eat the juice still bet the over on wheeler today
1: so this is two different like two different teams going from Cleveland who doesn't strike out a lot and Atlanta strikes out a crap ton and uh their strikeout rate well their strikeouts per per game is at just under 9.3 uh looking over at uh Uh, some numbers here so yeah that's uh that makes sense and you've got a you've got a good pitcher on the mound of course and wheeler who has uh i don't know guys are also gripping the bet a little tighter in october right they want to make they want to deliver in the big spot so good stuff so uh as we just did there we did best bets and then this is our first episode where we have just two games to look at so a little shorter episode folks uh tuning in what we'll do now is go through each game and then pick apart each one, uh, the game twos today in the NL, and find some betting angles. So, Zarillo, we'll go back to you for Phillies Braves. We'll stay right in that game. Phillies Braves, what is your betting angle on this game for angle? Yeah,
4: I like the Phillies in both halves, particularly since the full game money line moved up. The first five line hasn't budged, hasn't gone above plus 110, sitting about plus 108 at the best price. Currently, I like the first five to plus 107, the full game down to plus 120. And I actually have a larger bet on the first five, even though the edge is actually smaller. Both teams in their lesser split here. They both excel against lefties, which is why I like the overs in game one. Zach Wheeler the better pitcher for me than Kyle Wright, 3.1 versus 3.9 expected ERA. I know Kyle Wright led the major leagues in wins. He was great this year. Shaved 5% off of his walk rate, threw his curveball more than any other pitch. Mostly curveball, forcing fastball, sinker. Phillies 7th against curveballs, 11th against fastballs this season. The Braves, I would say, have the better offensive splits. They did rank better against right-handers than the Phillies did, ever so slightly. And they also have good splits against Wheeler's pitch types. Wheeler mostly forcing fastball, slider, sinker. Braves 2nd against fastballs, 7th against sliders. So Wheeler, the slightly better pitcher. Braves the better offensive splits, both in terms of handedness. And pitch types, not to a significant degree, though. Bullpen and defensive advantages for the Braves. So based on where I projected this number, I make the Phillies a slight favorite for the first five innings, just minus 101. Do like them to plus 107. And then in terms of the full game line, have it closer to plus 110. So I bet the Phillies down to plus 120 or better. The final bet that I'd take a look at, also the first five over three and a half runs. I'd need minus 115 or better though. The market's sitting around minus 120 right now. So if that dips just a little bit, I might add a first five over.
1: Okay, more Phillies love on this podcast over the last couple of weeks. Colin Whitchurch, we'll go to you next for Phillies Braves game two.
3: Yeah, we're getting Phillies love and Anthony DeBundo's not even on the show. It's kind of disgusting if, if I'm being honest. I'm with the Phillies though. Um, I'm with everything Zarrillo just said. The Bra- Listen, the Braves are in trouble. The defending world champs are in trouble. They had to win Max Fried against Ranger Suarez. They didn't. Now they're in a 1-0 hole going against Zach Wheeler today. Aaron Nola in game three. I was actually looking at the uh, series finish prices and Philly sweep is all the way down to plus 270, which kind of makes sense given the Wheeler Nola gauntlet Atlanta needs to run through. I wouldn't necessarily place a bet on that, but I'm, with Zerillo on Philly today, I talked a lot about Wheeler at the top of the show. His dominance, his strikeout numbers against Atlanta this year, and Wright's struggles against lefties are a little bit concerning. A three six one x fit versus two nine six against right-handed pitching. Going to be looking for a big day out of Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber potentially, and then the Phillies' seventh best against curveballs, which Wright goes to a lot. I like the Phillies' offense in this against Kyle Wright. Billy's offense is clicking kind of on all cylinders, even Nick Castellano's
2: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
3: Had kind of a rough up and down year. We saw him break out big in game one. You see these teams, you know, who Kind of had this potential during the season and never fully clicked, which is kind of funny to say about a team that was good enough to qualify about, for the playoffs. But once they start rolling in October, they just don't stop. And that's what it's kind of seems like it's happening with this Philly offense right now. I think Wheeler has a significant edge over Kyle Wright. I'm on Philly's first five plus 105, full game plus 120 as well.
4: I just want to add uh, Nick Castellanos reminding me of 2007 J.D. Drew, who signed a big contract with the Red Sox, struggled during the regular season, and then finally getting it together in the playoffs. And watching this series yesterday, I just felt in my gut that this is going five games. I would project the Braves plus one and a half games around minus 130. You can get it around that number out there. Not necessarily a big edge plus EV, but I feel like that's not a bad look.
1: You know, you click on Nick Castellanos' page, too, like on Google and his bio. He, he's got that J.D. Drew face, too, of just like, mm, here I am. Making it's my... punchable. Yeah, wow. Well, you said it, not me. But, yeah, that's kind of a good way of putting it.
0: <laughs> In the air to center, well hit. A grand slam, Drew. J.D. Drew with a grand slam home run. And with one swing, he erased an entire season filled with frustration.
1: Let's go to Padres Dodgers game two. a lot of pitching changes in this game uh, that we had last night. We're recording on Wednesday. Game one was last night and Clevenger got beat up. Urias had made some mistakes later in the game. Dave Roberts. I just always feels like makes that quick hook. Uh, maybe that's just baseball today. I get it, uh, and, and especially in the playoffs, but Dodgers bullpen um, handles their business and they win game one. We were big, Colin, we were big. I'll go to you first in this one. We were big on the Dodgers total, Dodgers run line, just a lot of Dodgers angles because it felt like that lineup was being overlooked going into this game one. And I think now there might be an adjustment here by some of the lines. Like, yeah, this Dodgers lineup's pretty damn good, no matter what spot they're in. Where are you looking uh, at bet MGM to bet game two?
3: Yeah, it's rare in game one where everything seems like it's very obvious and going to play out in a very obvious way and it actually works out. And that's exactly what happened in game one. We all knew that Mike Clevenger was a absolutely terrible matchup for this Los Angeles offense and indeed the LA offense beat up on him early and often game two. I expect to be quite different with Clayton Kershaw and you Darvish on the mound. Darvish has had his share of postseason struggles don't even need to talk about Clayton Kershaw postseason narrative but Darvish had his share of postseason struggles however he was great against the Mets he was great in three of his four starts against the Dodgers this season 25 innings pitched seven runs five walks and 31 strikeouts I expect elite Darvish today I think this is going to be a pitcher's duel between him and Kershaw Kershaw also dominated the Padres this year 12 innings one run one walk eleven strikeouts. So I'm on the unders in this game. I think that Darvish is going to be able to keep the LA offense at bay at least early. I don't trust the San Diego bullpen at all right now. I know the full season numbers say that they're okay. Um, they obviously threw a lot of arms in Game One on back to back days. So I'm staying away from the full game total here. You know, LA LA threw quite a few bullpen arms as well. There's some question marks in that back end of that bullpen. Obviously, Craig Kimbrell Craig Kimbrell's not on the postseason roster. Staying away from the full game total, I think it could get out of hand a little bit late. But that first five, under three and a half. I know we saw a lot of runs early in game one. I don't think that's going to be the case in game two. First five, under three and a half minus 105, I love today.
1: All right, very good. So an underplay on the whole, uh, the first five for for today for Colin. He was big on those Dodgers numbers yesterday. Uh, So if you got in on those, good work. The four and a half team total. The run line, first five, yeah, Dodgers Dodgers kind of rolled early. And then Padres made it interesting uh, there in the middle of the game. Zerillo, your favorite bet for game two, Dodgers-Padres. Take us home.
4: Yeah, Dodgers first five, I like actually up to minus 188. Project that wider than I do the full game line. I know Colin said he's concerned about the Padres' bullpen. The discrepancy between the two bullpens is actually smaller for me than it is between these two starting pitchers. Now, both guys had success, as Colin mentioned, against the opposing offense this season. For his career, Kershaw has a 547 OPS allowed against these Padres hitters. Darvish is closer to 650, but both pretty tremendous numbers. Darvish also five walks, 31 strikeouts, and 25 innings against them this season. So very good command. We talked about Kyle right before Wright's strikeout and walk numbers, even though he's a good ERA, not as good against the Phillies. So... I do like to look at unlimited samples, sample strikeouts and walks because I think it could be very telling. I think Willard was like 25 strikeouts in one walk against the Braves this season. So when you're looking at more limited samples, I tend to focus on strikeout and walk numbers. I think that's a bit more telling than an overall ERA or hits allowed, et cetera. But Dodgers against right-handed hitting or right-handed pitching do have their number one splits this season. Darvish, heavy fastball, sinker, cutter usage. They were the number one team against fastballs. They also rank 6th against sliders, which is his main breaking pitch. With Kershaw, you get a fastball or a slider more than 80% of the time. Curveball, about 15%. Padres, neutral splits against righties and lefties, both before and after the trade deadline when they added Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brian and Jury. But they were a bottom 10 offense against fastballs. They were much better against sliders and curveballs, ranking in the top 10, but the fastball... Thing is a bit concerning against Kershaw, who even though his fastball is coming in around 90 miles an hour, because of the way he plays it off of his breaking pitches can still be very effective. So the Dodgers first five to minus 188. Then I think the game tightens like it did last night with the two bullpens. No value on the full game mine for me. But this first five line betted around minus 165. It has moved up just a little bit since I played it. Still like it to minus 188. Just would not have as large of a bet. Once you're getting past around minus 175, as I did closer to minus 165. So just reduce that unit sizing ever so slightly as that price price climbs. But I still like it to minus 188.
1: All right. Very good. Gents, we are off and running this week on payoff pitch. We will return tomorrow morning to get you set for the American League Division Series game twos. Seattle, Houston. That game starts just after 3.30 Eastern. Cleveland, New York, which Zerillo hit on. Get on the Yankees now. He did that, so you get a better number in case there's movement. The Yankees-Guardians game two also tomorrow. We will come to you for best bets where we stand tomorrow as well as uh, individual bets for each of those games as those series continue. Enjoy the games today. Please rate, review, subscribe, Payoff Pitch. We greatly appreciate it. Again, Payoff Pitch podcast over in the app. That is where you can find all of our picks throughout the month of October. For Sean Zarillo, Colin Whitchurch, Brendan Glassheen, that'll do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch presented by BetNGM. We will see you all tomorrow. Good luck. Have fun.
0: Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.